Hello, Katie Rose. Hey. Welcome to the Reclamation Church Podcast. My name is John. I serve as a youth director here with Re- at Reclamation Church, and this sucks, so let's just <laughs> give me like five seconds. <laughs> what? That was great. I know. It's just, I gotta, it has to be smooth. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, what if I pretended to be you, and then you pretended to be me? <laughs> All right. All right. Ready? Yes. Three. Hello, this is John from Reclamation Church. I'm the youth. Nope, I don't know what it is. Sorry. And this is Katie Rose. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, Restart just... and go. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Reclamation Church podcast. My name is John. I serve as the youth director here at Reclamation Church in Plano, Texas, and I'm joined as always by our ministry coordinator, Katie Rose. What up? And we are actually joined by a very, very special guest. His name is Pedro, but enough of me talking. Let me let him introduce you. Pedro, what's up, man? Hey, John. Hey, Katie Rose. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great. This is like Katie Rose and I's like first like Guest. tripod yeah. yeah whoa the tripod we're a tripod now yeah, this is cool <laughs> this is crazy all right so those of you that don't know who pedro is that's okay um you're probably one of the few because he's like such a popular guy i'm gonna try it <laughs> tell us how popular <laughs> yeah, you are I'm pedro. So popular. Yeah, tell us how popular you are <laughs> people said Vote for Pedro all the time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was totally going to be one of my questions, how often that got referenced. Too often. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> uh, so, Pedro, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Yeah, so I get to serve as a campus pastor with a ministry called Focus uh, that's just here in the Collin, or I, I'm specifically at the Collin campuses, but we're at DFW. And uh, I'm, I'm 26. I've been out of college for four years now, five years now. Nice. Um. Let's see, I was born in Mexico, or lived there until I was six, and then I grew up in Plano, and I've kind of been in and out of Plano ever since I was six. Plano East, Plano West? Plano Senior. Whoa. Yeah. When did you graduate high school? 2012. 2012, okay. That was a great year. It's 2012. That was 2008. Avengers came out in 2012. That's true. That's the beginning of everything. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) What yeah. music was popular in 2012? I mean, I was alive. I'm not like I wasn't born yesterday, but yeah. What, right. were, what were you like listening to in 2012? Great question. I don't know. Was it like a lot of? Well, here's the thing. I became a Christian in 2012, and <laughs> I completely jumped ships, and I was like, I will only listen to 94.9. Mm. And so that is the music that was in in 2012. But yes. the music then. On 94.9, was probably from like 2006. Well, so. true. 94.9, <laughs> if you're like listening right behind. now, <laughs> and you want to sponsor us, that's totally cool. I'm down. <laughs> Last for the week whole it was family. Red Bull. This week it's 94.9. And the week before that, it was Willie Nelson. Yep. So. Wow. We're all over the map. Ambitious. Everywhere. Yes. We're trying to, you know, prestige worldwide. You know, we're yeah. just trying to take off. Yes. Um, so, like, what kind of music did you listen to? And, like, was it like a lot of rap? Yeah, no rap. I I grew up being very um <laughs> like particular and um there was there's groups of things that I was like that's not okay. And so rap was one of them. Really? Um, so I didn't really get into rap for a long time. I still don't I mean I I like the beat. I can I can definitely get down to a beat. Um but was, I'm what, not a fan. Was it like emo music? 
like no i wasn't emo either i was really into the penguin cafe penguin cafe orchestra which was just like a purely instrumental band cool they're super cool they still make music it's great um that was like left field i was so not no lyrics at no all. lyrics but i also loved radiohead and vampire weekend radiohead. so that kind of okay, gives you a little bit two. of an idea yeah okay yeah. that's a fun fact like i would not have guessed that i would not have guessed that either yeah. like yeah. radiohead slams i know i'm down with radiohead <laughs> kids if you're listening <laughs> maybe ask your parents for permission <laughs> i don't know i don't know what to say you know <laughs> Yeah, True. I looked at our demographic, and we have younger people listening. We have older people listening, but I just don't know what to say <laughs> when there's like, like I can't just confessions like, of a podcast. Host yeah, right honestly, now. <laughs> like I I don't know if I'm like allowed to tell a kid that they can like go on Netflix and watch a certain certain show like Black like, AF. Yeah, like I don't know if I can recommend that or even like sh- Stranger Things. I guess I don't know. Mm, not I'm not a fan. I'm wow. about, we're about to lose listeners because I just said that. Sorry. Because you just said you're not a fan of Stranger Things? Correct. Hot take. You yeah. heard it here, folks. <laughs> Sorry. So, Pedro, you are 26. You're out of high school for four years. You're from Mexico. Out of college for four years. Out of college. Sorry. <laughs> you're 26. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Look, I'm not a math major, right? All right. Uh, how you, and you're married. We discovered yeah. that. How long have you been married? One year. Awesome. A year and a month and a half. <gasps> Wait, nice. when was your anniversary? Uh, June 29th. All right, we're all with like within a month. Oh, cool. Summer. Yes. Yeah. Summer is the best Texas. time to get married. <laughs> yeah, in Texas. <laughs> Summer It's the best. <laughs> so, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do? Yeah. See, I I was thinking about this on the way here. I knew you would ask. Two okay. prerequisites. You can't say. Listening to Christian radio and reading the Bible, those can't. They're be not my hobbies. So okay. that works. Out. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, See, so a couple months ago, before COVID, I would have said rock climbing. Oh. Um, I'd go to Summit, and that was a blast. But now, I the, my way of working out is at a gym by myself. It's a it's a, gr- a home garage. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. I'm like, is that a hobby? There's no one else there. It's just me. But. Definitely, um, yeah. The thing that I do when I'm not doing other things that I'm supposed to do. But yes. I also just really love my job. And so on a day in and a day out basis, I don't feel the need to like find something else to do. Yeah. Mm. Um, which is not to say that people only have hobbies because they're trying to find something to do. But I do think that to some extent, like hobbies be- like fill a part of of your interests that your normal life doesn't. Yeah. And so I'm like... I don't, any given week, I really like my week, and so I don't usually try to find a bunch of other stuff to do. That's cool. What does your job, like a snapshot of your day, look like? Depends. Like um, the best day that you are like, man, that was awesome. Yeah, so uh, the best day would probably just be like one-on-ones back-to-back, and then maybe like an like hour Like one-on-one in something. basketball? Or no, one-on-one? definitely not. I'm very bad at basketball, <laughs> which is why it's not a hobby of mine. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but yeah, no, one-on-one, so we... I mostly just spend a lot of my time in one-on-one conversations with uh, people. Like co- getting coffee with yeah, someone. Yeah, or on a gotcha. walk or mm-hmm. on FaceTime or whatever. Awesome. Yeah, and so usually I'll just have a couple of those on any given day. Um, it's, it's probably about half of what I do with my week. Nice. Yeah, so if I do that and I get to go work out and maybe take my dog on a walk with me, then that's a good day. Do you ever do like climbing hangs before like everything got really? Yeah, annoying? that was the best. And at the beginning of the school year, it was the easiest thing to invite new people to. I was like, "Hey, have you ever rock climbed?" They're like, "No." And I'm like, "Do you want to come rock climb?" 
And we had free guest passes, and there's a group of us. Oh, so you that got that? Come. You got that Primo Summit membership? That no kidding. You got that bring a bring a guest. All yeah. inclusive, yes. Yeah, it was great. And so it was the easiest way to just hang out with people. We got to literally. Yeah, literally hang hang, out. hang with people. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. We have went, my husband and I, I think a total of three times. And I can't tell you how sore my forearms are after yeah, it. It's, it's rough crazy. at the beginning. They're like bricks. It's so hard, honestly. The scary part for me was like when you can't make one and you have to fall back mm. yes that always scares me because there's always like a group of toddlers there <laughs> for some reason doing like climbing camp and you're like mm-hmm. i don't not except those toddlers are more agile and just probably better at climbing yeah camp. i know they, right? <laughs> they sure. would have been fine they're so good but it's like i don't want to hit them like, <laughs> that's crazy awesome. well focus sounds incredible can you tell us like a little well first i before we get into focus before we get into all that I do want to ask the room and kind of go around and just talk about three things that we're just absolutely loving right now. Mm-hmm. It could be a movie. It could be a book. It could be a TV show. It could be people, I guess, um, like music or band. Katie Rose, do you want – you do not want to – I can do? start. Okay, I just you're need giving like me a this look like – I know. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> okay, so one thing I absolutely love is kombucha. Have you mm-hmm. guys ever mm-hmm. – okay, yes. love kombucha. I can't even remember the brand, but there's one specific Synergy Trilogy. Trilogy. GTs. Yes, that's my absolute favorite kind. Uh, my second thing is we signed up for a free month of Netflix, and we will not pay <laughs> for fourteen dollars <laughs> after this. So I'm hopping on the Netflix train and like watching as much as I can for the month. So I'm loving the Umbrella Academy. Yes. And then also we are watching The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah, that. I heard about oh that it's so good. So I guess that equals three. And then I just love it finally dropped in temperature here in Texas in like the Plano area. So I'm just loving being outside again where I'm not mm. like feeling like I'm gonna have a heat stroke when I walk outside. Yeah, Netflix, if you're listening, also. Uh, you can sponsor specifically just me. shouting it out. Because I'm cheap. <laughs> just give her a free year. Sponsor yeah, Katie Rose, please. <laughs> what about you, Pedro? What are three things that you're absolutely loving right now? Um, let's see. Three things. Three things. Here's the thing. I have a bad memory, <laughs> and and remembering good things is always harder for me for some reason. Um uh, Let's see. Okay, so this is really stupid, but there's a, a website called Canva, and you can design yeah. things on it. Yeah, I've heard of it. And it just makes me feel like I'm an amazing designer. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> and so I love that. It's like anything I make, I'm like, wow, that looks great. But I really just use their templates and then put my own text on it. So All right. that's been really fun. Reminds me of my eighth grade Photoshop class days. <laughs> so that's that's a nice uh, reminder. Dang, we didn't get that till high school. Shout out Missouri Education. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Let's see. Another thing is, uh, I don't know, there's been random friends that have reached out to me through Facebook. And so I guess I'm really loving Facebook right now because it's connected me with like high school friends. Um, One of them, he gave me my dog when I was in seventh grade. Like he had an extra, he had like four dogs. Okay. He had an extra dog. He had an extra dog. He's like, I don't know what to do with it. Um, He had four dogs and this one was really small and the other ones were were massive dogs. And so they would step on him and like just weren't very kind to him simply because of his size. And I guess in a conversation expressed to him that I really wanted a dog. 
And so he was like, oh, let me ask my mom if we can give you my dog. And I was like, okay. And so he, he called me and he was like, hey, we want to give you our dog. Nice. <laughs> and so anyway, he texted me on, or he messaged me on Facebook. Um, and we just kind of caught up and talked about that a little bit. So that's cool. Loving Facebook. That's awesome. Yeah. And then what else am I really loving? I got, my birthday was last month. Happy belated. I, thank you. And I got a pair of sunglasses. And I've grown up thinking that sunglasses were for like style purposes exclusively. Mm-hmm. And then I learned that they're actually meant to protect your eyes. <laughs> then you turn 26. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, well then I want sunglasses. <laughs> and so I, but then they're so expensive, like mm-hmm. for a nice pair. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, finally my wife got them for me for my birthday. So nice. I'm really loving my sunglasses. What I kind of sunglasses? They're from Warby Parker. Nice. Um, yeah. I thought I lost them yesterday and I, I really was, was freaking out. Like mostly because I'd only had them for like a month. Yeah, I was like, that was too short lived, and I've lost too many pairs of sunglasses in my life. So same. Yeah. All right, John. Uh, I'm kind of on the same wavelength. I just finished the second season of Umbrella Academy last night, and wow, it was amazing. You're ahead of the game. I love that. Fun fact about that show, actually, is don't spoil it for me. The no, I was gonna tell you that the lead singer of My Chemical Romance was the one who created that comic book that it's based off of. Yeah, oh. fun fact. Get you guys didn't know that. Didn't. Fun fact. Also, if there's any teens listening, ask your parents before you listen to My Chemical <laughs> Romance. No, I was just trying to think. More is specifically, that, Welcome to the Black Parade. That, I was gonna say something about a parade. That's all I remember about <laughs> them. But Umbrella Academy is okay for them to watch. May I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, ask your parents. Like PG-13. It's it, it's it is. one of the few good PG-13 shows on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. That's true. I guess it's kind of safe. That's I always why I don't love Netflix because everything is kind of just yeah, yeah too much. I Disney Plus was, for the win. I mm-hmm. wish there was a Christian version of Netflix <laughs> Stop that it. we could watch. It had all the <laughs> Christian shows and safe movies and TV shows so that I can show my child. Is your favorite your thing that you're loving is Pure Flix? No, <laughs> I actually don't like Pure Flix. I'm oh, that's sorry. a thing. Hot take. No, it's a legit that. thing. Wow. Pure Flix is like. The company that made God's Not Dead, the God's mm-hmm. Not Dead trilogy. Is Kirk Cameron, is that his name? Is he like starring in every single show? No, but I kind of like him. Who's Kirk Cameron? What? Full the house. guy off of, no, not Full That's House. Him? It's not Full House. What is That's it? That's John Stamos. No. It's, uh, oh, no. I can't remember. Not Step was, by Step. Was he in like, was it Fireproof? Was he in like one no, Christian movie? I can't even remember what movie he was in, Maybe but he's like a big Christian guy now but he used to be in this famous sitcom in the 90s and pedro's looking it up it is no idea but no. he was in full house what i'm pretty sure oh he was dj tanner's boyfriend yeah, exactly okay, that's the okay, only way okay. i knew him wait he was in a different one though i never watched full house i'm sorry Come guys on. Oh, was good. growing pains growing pains that's what it is so uh, good <laughs> so fun. good everything's fine Growing Pains. Was he like the main character in Growing Pains? Leonardo DiCaprio was in Growing Pains. No way. Yahweh. (laughs) Love that. Yeah, I don't like Pure Flix. Okay, back to. (laughs) But that's what Pure Flix is. Like all those movies like, um, yeah, God's Not Dead. Um, They did one like recently. It's called Breakthrough. It was when that kid like drowned in the ice water. I haven't watched it. The chick from This Is Us was like praying hard for Jesus to save him and stuff. Mm. I mean, they have, they're they pretty, I mean, I they have a good message. It's just, yeah. 
they're really corny. Yeah. It's just a lot. A lot. Um, but anyways, no, not that. Uh, I'm liking... Um, I've been listening to a lot of classical piano recently. So that's been kind of cool. Just kind of helping me focus nice. when I read and stuff. Uh, let's see. I guess, like, I'm really liking hot Cheetos. Because I've been <laughs> eating a lot. I have, like... Hot Cheeto fingers right now. Hot Cheetos? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> I know what they are. I'm just like, really? Yeah, I love Hot Cheetos. Okay. The lime you Hot Cheetos. You just get like the snack size? No, like I get bag? like the bag. The family Ooh. size. I get the family <laughs> size. And those will last me for a, a fat minute. So. Yeah, I, well, I can't say no. If I get like a bag of chips, they're gone. Mm. Yeah, plus, you know, the the Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks went to the, are in the playoffs right now, and the Rangers are back, so... I'm just kind of watching sports and having hot Cheetos and stuff. Nice. Just chilling. Every man's dream. It is the dream. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm loving. Um, so, Pedro, tell us a little bit about Focus. What, what would you actually, what would you tell somebody that um, has never heard of Focus? Like, imagine Katie Rose and I were in college right now and you were just going to meet us. What would you tell us about Focus? I would say, hey, nice to meet you guys. Thanks. Um, I am a college-age student. I am as Not well. 30. I'm literally a college-age yeah. student. Wow. Well, I'm so glad <laughs> wow. that you're here. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Um, I would assume that if I was telling you, it's because you asked, right? right. Okay. Or maybe you came to like one Pedro, of our tell booths us, or something. What is Focus? Yeah, so we are a campus ministry. And so if you if you grew up going to church, then we basically are, are the next step after high school. Um, and our main goal is just to get to know Jesus. And we do that in a couple of different ways. In a normal year, we would have a Thursday night fellowship service um, in the back of the Cougar Cafe at the Spring Creek campus. But because it's not a normal year, we won't be having big group stuff at all. So this year, we're going to focus on our other two aspects of our ministry, which are just cores which are small groups. They're gender-specific small groups led by students, student leaders. And we have those because we think that if you come together with people who are around your age, similar stage of life, then and you have an interest in getting to know Jesus, whether that's like to, to deepen your relationship or to just start figuring out who he is, you have a special opportunity to sit around people who are at different walks of life and can kind of speak to their experience in a different way um, and can help shape your thoughts as you share your own perspective on what you've learned or um, can challenge your thinking and expand it in some ways because they, you know, maybe have experienced him as a patient God and you haven't. And so you can kind of hear their perspective and hopefully, you know, sharpen each other in that way. And then we mostly funnel everything in our ministry to one-on-ones. And so that's why I, as one of our campus pastors, spend the majority of my time just in one-on-ones with people because we think that everyone who comes through our ministry should at least be invited into a one-on-one relationship in which someone can sit across the table from them and ask them questions about their life and kind of figure out where it was that God was trying to work in their lives and where maybe they didn't notice or maybe they did, and we can kind of celebrate those and ask more questions about them and for the first time, they can have someone explain scripture in a way that makes sense to them and is personal and um, connects to their own life. Um, and so, yeah, that's 
that's kind of what we do as a ministry on a, on a normal basis. And everything else that we do that's extra is meant to kind of tie people to those two things. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. If I were in college, I'd be there. I'd be there. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. That was, I love how, like, uh, like just detailed you were in with that. Like, because a lot, I think the thing that I get a lot of hang ups on when somebody is trying to explain a ministry or their ministry is that they just give you, like, the catchphrase, mm. you know? You know you know what I mean? Yep. Um, but I love that you gave us, like, just the vision mm-hmm. of what focus is. Yeah, practical. This is what we do. Love it. And, obviously, because of COVID, like, things have changed for you. But it's cool to see that you guys are still, you know, focusing on those two major aspects. Uh, focusing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there. Yeah, it's cool because those are the things that we've always focused on the most of. Yeah. And Honestly, we think about a lot of our ministry as a funnel. And so the, the bigger part of the funnel is TNF, those bigger groups. Mm-hmm. The middle part's core, and then the bottom is one-on-ones. And so you take the top part of the funnel, and the funnel still works just great. Mm. you know. And so um, it's been really cool to, to still be able to do what we do, um, just kind of making some adjustments. Yeah. You know? yeah, it's not reinventing the wheel. It's right. applying the wheel and allowing it a time to work. Yeah. It's I I just whenever I think of focus I think of like just this really good pic- picture of discipleship of what it can like what it can actually look like like grand scale mm-hmm. with all these intricate parts moving around different people using their different gifts in the community to um just further the kingdom and meet college kids. Yeah. At the same time. Is focus like who is focus for? Is it for college kids or can I as a thirty year old just walk and come to a big gathering? Yeah, I mean honestly <laughs> it's for college students. Yeah. Um it's it's it was kind of a response to the the perceived need in churches to have a group for college students. Yeah. And especially because college students have so many different backgrounds. Like some of them have gone to church all their life and now just aren't very interested. Um, or they've never gone to church at all. And so the idea of stepping into a church to get to know Jesus is just kind of overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But having a group of people who are like, hey, I we are the, the church in some ways, and like we are pursuing Jesus, come to them onto the college campus, mm. just makes it more accessible and less daunting. And it makes people, I think, more interested, especially when they have friends who you know, may have may be Christians or may not be Christians. So we're like, hey, let's go check out this thing together. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's it's mostly for college students, but we have had quite a few adults who are taking, you know, classes um, and also working full time stop by. And yeah, um, they, they, I think, are usually always blessed when they come to our big groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes they'll come to the small groups and they're like, man, I wish that, you know, I had something like this. But um, it, it's harder, obviously, to build relationships with them, yeah. um, which I think that hopefully those students are doing if they go to a church, you know, mm-hmm. building relationships with adults. But within the context of a place where you think it's just peers, it is a little bit more difficult. Yeah. And so do you guys have, um, so there's college students, that's your main audience. Um, but are there like mentors that are older or for our listeners, um, you guys are at the Collin um, County campus, right? Mm-hmm. Located off Spring Creek. So we're at Collin College. Collin College, um, yes. It used to be called Collin County, Collin County Community College. Uh, yeah, and now it's just yeah. Collin College, <laughs> and they have four campuses right now. Oh, um, wow. One okay. in, in Frisco, one in McKinney, one in Plano, and then now the new one in Wiley. So you're kind of over all of those? Yeah, so we. Okay. So I'm a part of um, a 10-person pastoral staff team. Two of them are apprentices. Got it. And the rest of us are full-time. And so... Um, yeah, we, 
mostly spend our time developing student leaders. And so in any given year, we're, we're doing one-on-ones and kind of keeping an eye out for people who we think would be able to lead their peers well the next year. And so for this year, we have 18 student leaders, guys and girls. Amazing. And um, yeah, and so they, they'll, they'll be co-leading small groups with our staff. Um, we just kind of figured since we were smaller and we have a little bit more time, we could partner with them. But in any normal year, we would just have them lead with each other. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I forgot what your question was already, but that's okay. Some stuff. I have another one. Uh, right. What's the goal by the time that someone graduates college? What's the goal? Like transitioning out of focus, what's your send off for them? Yeah, so two answers. One, it depends on the school so for instance i went to colin for Mm -hmm. two years and i was part of focus and so when i left the goal was that i would be someone who had a lot to offer at the university that i was transferring to okay and so i transferred to unt and i green yeah (laughs) green. i would do the sign but no one's watching um (laughs) he is doing the sign just so (laughs) listeners know (laughs) and so i transferred over there having led a small group for a year and spent one-on-one time with a couple of students just studying scripture with them and I was able to be one of you know the older people that was leading so I was able to lead with a a younger student which you know relative he's a year younger than me (laughs) Um, but yeah that that was I think one of the goals at least for us as a as a community college ministry we really want to be able to like send out students who are equipped to minister to their peers at the universities that they go to Mm. So that's part one. And then part two would be for the ones that are at the four-year universities, we would just love for them to be a blessing to whatever community they're a part of when they graduate. And so if they're a part of a church, we would love for them to step up in some way and just be be leaders, mm-hmm. um, be spiritual leaders to their peers and be people who in their workplace know how to have organic conversations with their coworkers that still reflect Jesus and point them to him. Um, instead of, you know, relying on like an event or a small group or whatever, like we would just love for them to on their own, be able to represent Jesus, um, and to be people who pursue his kingdom in whatever work field they are in. So, Mm. so you guys are also not only at Colin, but also at other four-year universities around the Metroplex. Yeah. So we're at, um, UNT, NCTC, which is their community college, TWU, the four Colin campuses, um, Richland College. TW Dallas, because they have one that's yeah. over in, in Dallas, and then SMU, UTD, UT Arlington, and then, I th- oh, and DBU. Are you guys going to try and hit UNT Frisco when that opens up? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I, I assume so. Our vision is to be on every college campus in the DFW Metroplex, and there's a lot, uh, yeah. especially yeah. when you count <laughs> those smaller ones like UNT Frisco. Um, I think there's a UNT Dallas, too, and so... yeah. Yeah, I mean, but we would love to be able to do that at some point for sure. Wow, that's a really good, that's a good heartbeat to have as a ministry going in to not only, because I, th- I think like a lot of, I think of like a lot of other like school ministries that are there that are at like different campuses and like their main goal isn't for um, their uh, student body to like impact the local church. Or like to be a, a like a presence in the church. It's usually their goal to like be an impact in their own organization, and therefore their organization becomes their own church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying focus isn't a church. I'm just saying like it's incredible to see us a, a, a body of believers, a community, and a ministry that's focused on like like empowering the college student to be like just 
a discipler, like a like a really good like just yeah a discipler. Yeah. yeah, we're just really convicted that the Spirit lives in them too. You know, if they call Jesus Lord and and He's yes. been pursuing them for a long time, and so we. We're like, hey, we obviously are ordained ministers, and so like our job technically is to reach out to people and to mm. proclaim the good news. But like, if you call Jesus Lord, even if you're 19 years old, like He wants to use you to minister to your, the person sitting next to you in class, oh, yeah. you know, or in your online class or whatever. And so we just basically try to work with God to open their eyes to that possibility and that new reality, so that yeah. they can partner with Him during college instead of waiting until they. They feel like they know enough, or they're in a position that they deem as one in which you can be pastoral or whatever. We're like, no, you can do that now. Yeah, um, and God wants you to do that now. That's a really good segue into what Tom talked about this Sunday because I think a lot of the times, especially what I'm seeing in student ministry, is you teach the students about evangelism. You teach them about talking to your peers, talking to maybe even your teachers. I don't know, crazy world, mm-hmm. um, and. The f- number one thing I always hear, and you probably hear this too at Focus, is like, well, I don't know what to say. I don't know. I don't have the right words to do mm-hmm. it. And Tom this Sunday talked about how, like, our words have power. Our words have authority when we talk. Um, but he also talked about the importance of building each other up rather than tearing them down. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you want to, like, get into the... Let's get into it, let's man. Let's get into it. Yes. I just want to say, like, Focus is such a cool ministry, and I didn't really know a lot about it before being on this podcast, so uh, host fail there, (laughs) Um, but I think back to, like, my time at college, and I did not, like, I was in a sorority, so I felt like I had community, Mm -hmm. but it definitely wasn't focused on the gospel or, yeah, putting me into a discipleship model um, Mm. to build me up to kind of go out, and so... It was more focused on partying and right. all that stuff. So yeah, a lot of fun. But. And for our listeners, if you're in like high school or college age and maybe you don't come to Reclamation, maybe you do come to Reclamation, like Focus is kind of one of our like unofficial official partners as our college ministry here at Reclamation. Like we are for them. We are for their ministry. Uh, we are trying to support them in any way we possibly can. That includes them using our building for some things mm-hmm. or us meeting with them and in the future and stuff. So, so quick plug, where can they find focus before we forget to yeah, say before that? Before we end? jump, yeah, somewhere <laughs> else. Yeah. So we have a website and it's just anyfocus.org, A N Y focus.org. Perfect. Nice. Um, that'll kind of show you the stuff for all of our campuses. And then if you're at Colin, you can go to anyfocus.org slash connect. Okay. And we'll put that in the show notes too. Yeah. That'll be in the show notes down below. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's a good point, Katie Rose. I think people come to to college and they have they almost have like an expectation of what it should be because of what the world has told them it should be mm-hmm. and so they're like trying to make that work you know and and i i think that the world has it right in the sense that like there's a full life waiting for you in college mm-hmm. um but it's devoid of jesus and so it's not very full yeah um and so we as a ministry and and, and as you know, the, the body are kind of trying to say like, no, yeah, God does want to offer you a full life in Jesus, but mm. that just looks very different, you know, and yes. you find joy in different ways and friendship looks different. It's not about, you know, like, is this a convenient friendship? It's about like, does this friendship produce life, which might not be convenient. And so there's just things like that. Yeah. that oh, we that's try to so teach good. Instead. And sometimes like in high school, I didn't know what that kind of friendship yeah. looked like. No one taught me that 
a friend looks like like deep rooted there for you, asking you tough questions, making you grow. It was more like you're just around me. You play softball too. Okay, we're best friends yeah. now. Oh yeah. So it, I think that's a such an amazing model because now being thirty, I'm finally realizing like what real friends look like, mm-hmm. like that biblical friendship mm-hmm. that I know that will last forever, literally. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good word. That like just to piggyback off of that, that's I'm glad that you brought that up because that's so true. In students, you um, especially in high school, middle school, you only see like friendships that are just out of like born out of convenience mm-hmm. you know they're Class just schedules yeah, I'm just yeah. with them eight hours a day mm-hmm. but in college like you get isolated very quick if you don't know what to do mm-hmm. I actually went to Colin um for like a semester or two and I just couldn't get connected and that was like one of the reasons why I dropped out of school for a little bit was because I didn't know where to go you know I didn't yeah. have like a friend in my class that I knew from last year or the year before, right, yeah. like college really causes you to create like your community. And if you don't have the right tools to do it, like, like it's just like sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about encouragement and not things that suck. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what Tom said, like you were kind of teeing up the power of wor- words and the phrase world, I get, Okay, it's so similar. Words mean worlds. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, have you guys heard that phrase before? I have now. Okay, all right, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> that phrase just kept coming back to me over the course of this sermon just because it is so true. Like, the things that you speak, everything that you speak literally is giving life or it's taking life away from someone or something. Mm. That's all I have to say about oh, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, yeah, keep going. Keep, you got this. Going. No, I'm done. You got this. Yeah, uh-huh. this is great. No, yeah, you're you're 100% right. Like, our our words have power. Our words have authority. Our words have um, that impact on people. And if you use them the wrong way or if you have, like, the wrong heart behind a certain thing, like, it could, it could be detrimental to somebody. I always think about, like, double meat, like, I think there's this. Have you guys ever watched Keen Peel mm-hmm. at all? You you have? Oh yeah, A A Ron. There's this <laughs> there's this one skit that they did where like Jordan Peel is texting Keegan Michael Key, and he's like texting him like just funny things about like hanging out. Like he's like, "Hey man, are we hanging out today?" But Keegan is on the other side in a different house, and he's like, "Are we hanging out today?" <laughs> like that's rude. Okay, <laughs> he goes, "I don't know." Are we? <laughs> and Isn't that an SNL skit? No, it's it's Key and Peele. Okay, then I Probably did see it. Also and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we totally are. You didn't hear about it? And he just takes it the rude way. But it's right. just like, if you don't have the right heart behind the things that you say to somebody or the things that you're trying to speak life in, it, it could like do have the opposite effect, right. you know? I always think about, like, um, evangelism is one great way. Like, the things that... Jesus did the best in his ministry when he was making disciples was he didn't like start off with the hermeneutics and homiletics of the Bible. Let me tell you about these 10 commandments. Yeah, he just yeah. he did life with them. Mm-hmm. He um he met them where they were. He broke bread with them. He may not have necessarily agreed with everything that everyone he was meeting with were doing, but he was still meeting with them. And I think about uh certain um 
like just certain denominations to where that can become detrimental. You know what I mean? Like they're too focused on uh, Jesus' contemporaries rather than rather than how Jesus was making disciples at mm-hmm. the time. Like too much on the truth, not enough grace. Yeah, exactly. Side. Yeah. Or too much on the facts and not enough with the practicality. Of yeah, it. absolutely. So that's yeah, and I think about parables and how like. Those were choice words. You know, he chose to, to, to put those stories in their heads. And you saying, like, words mean world. Um, that, like, created a world for them to step into that Jesus made for them with his words yeah. that made it to where they had an experience and they had to be like, whoa, like, if that's real, what does this mean? You know, and then mm. he kind of set them up to to experience life and find it for themselves because of his words. Right. Um, whereas he could have said, you know, this is what you're supposed to believe. Just get with the program. You know, right. and he didn't. He you know, he was very creative and, and gentle at the same time in that way. Absolutely. So when have you guys felt the most encouraged, like in your life and ministry? Has uh-huh. it been? I was thinking about this this morning. Like, has it been at a time, like, I would say, like, on my birthday, I feel really encouraged because, I, you know, people are obviously, like, texting and because mm. it's your birthday. Yeah. But for me, I feel like when I have felt most encouraged is whenever I get, like, things out of the blue. Like people will connect with me or remember something or um, Mm -hmm. a good example of this this week that happened on Sunday is um, a lady that I did this online Bible study with back in March. And she's an an older lady, like we're in different life stages. Um, But I went through this study with her for about a month and a half. And at the end, you know, we all got together, had this little party with food. And it was a made to crave study by Lisa Turkhurst. And I haven't really talked to her since then, but I got this message from her on Sunday, and she was just like, I'm so thankful that you did this study, and uh, it just changed, like, how I crave God now instead of other things in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, like, six months separated, Mm -hmm. and I think that is so cool. Like, to me, that's when I feel most encouraged whenever it's kind of out of the blue and something that maybe I planted the seed a long time ago. Finally, I see some fruit from it. Mm. which I'm not the most patient person, so I think God does that on purpose, <laughs> but yeah. He really spaces them out. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to make you wait, girl. <laughs> For sure. Okay, you guys go. That's super cool. Yeah, I mean, whenever people, I think, mm-hmm. like notice the things that I think God wants me to do for them, which I guess sounds weird. I don't mean it in like a, I serve them. And then they're like, wow, you served me. Like, I don't mean it in that kind of a way. But I do mean, you know, like, hey, when you had that conversation with me in which you called me out on this thing, like, I just really appreciate you stepping out and being bold mm. and saying something that made me think. Yeah, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, that's so encouraging because I did not want to do that. You yeah, know? And, and it's <laughs> so simple for them to just say, like, hey, I appreciated that. Right. You know, for it to, like, fill your bucket, too. Mm-hmm. I think we get so caught up of, like, the, oh, how am I going to encourage someone? Like, I don't have money. I don't have this, that, the other. Like, it's literally just sending a text, a Facebook message, or passing them in the hallway. Saying those three words, Mm -hmm. I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. It's that easy. Yeah, I think I get really good inspiration um, when words mean that much to me. It's usually when, like, I feel like the chips are down and someone, like, speaks that life into me. Like, John, you've you've done this before. Like, you could could do this again. Like, hey, John, like, God's God's got you this time. Like, remember all these times that he showed up. It's usually in those moments where I feel like, oh, wow, like, 
yeah, I can do this. I'm, I'm encouraged. Yeah, I got, I got, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when you can see the big picture again. Yeah, exactly. I think, uh, yeah, I think um, I was, I was talking to somebody uh, last week and, and they're, they're just having a, a hard time finding a job right now. And I was able to speak like some encouragement into them based on what kind of God has shown me in my own life. You know, and I think that's a really good, like that, that right there is also like a really good uh, feeling when you're encouraged is because like whenever you're encouraging somebody um, through something that you've already been put through, mm-hmm. that's, I feel like that is just like, that's when you can really see God show up in that moment. You know, like if like someone's going through a storm you already went through, like, you're like, oh man, like, dude, like this is, I, I went through that exact same thing. Like that, that moment right there is so this powerful. Is my time. Yeah, yeah. And that's really when I feel that encouragement, like, oh wow, like I didn't even realize this. Like I just went through a stinker like a couple months ago and now like <laughs> you're going through this too. And like, whoa, <laughs> yes, like God really showed up. Like what else can he do? No <laughs> kidding. You know, sometimes yeah. you don't think you're out of a storm until like you look back or sometimes you don't realize that you're out of a place until, you know, things kind of calm down or someone even just brings that up. And so, yeah, I love that. So Pedro, how do you think in the realm of college ministry and the needs that college students have, how can they be like encouraged the most or what's, what's the most kind of encouragement that they need you see? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think being noticed and interested in like goes a really long way. Um, it's, it's funny to me because whenever I'm on campus and I ask people like, Hey, have you made friends this year? They're like, no, I really haven't made very, made very many friends. Oh. And I'm like, Oh, how come? And they're like, well, it's just, you know, everyone kind of comes in and they're on their phone and they do class and they leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you want to make friends? And they're like, yeah, of course I want to make friends. And I'm like, okay, well, what if I told you that everyone around you is in the same boat as you are? Yeah, right. <laughs> like you guys all think the same thing about each other. And so it's become the self-fulfilled prophecy that no one is friends with each other. Um, wow. And so I think when someone finally does, you know, if, when I go up to someone and I'm like, hey, like, what's your name? And they're like, oh, I'm blah, 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 you know, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just trying to get to know people. And they're like, wow, that's weird. <laughs> that and I'm like, so in my head, I'm like, this is what you want, you yeah, know? And, right. and they leave and they're thankful and they maybe they don't express that. But I think the fact that someone would take the time to, to listen to them and to, yeah, notice them and um, and try to, to make some kind of genuine connection that produces a, a meaningful conversation like that just goes a long way yeah mm-hmm. so that's that's a big one that i can think of that speaks volumes because i think of um now back in my day it was different mm-hmm. but <laughs> now i feel like every speaking of everyone like looking to their phone for community i mean we have bumble which you can like find friends on there not only just like finding men or relationships it's just friendships which is so weird to me mm-hmm. and we've almost created this like bubble where talking physically is just out of the question yeah oh yeah it's just weird and like you said like just asking someone their name means so much to them and that blows me away well and it's funny because you don't have to go very far to make a friend right you know but but it makes it seem like you do like it's not you're sitting in a classroom and it's like i can't make friends yeah you're like what (laughs) what do you mean there's so many people around you just pick someone um but there's just so many barriers there and so yeah yeah that's a big thing but that's one of the reasons this is irrelevant to your question, but like, that's one of the reasons why, um, I, I decided to stay in campus ministry was just because 
I really, when I first became a Christian, was like, man, the idea of doing international mission work sounds so cool. It's so honorary yeah. and so sacrificial. And so I really was kind of sold on that. And then <clears throat> when I was involved in our ministry, God just kind of opened my eyes to the people around me. Mm. And he was like, look, I'm doing stuff within them too. And then it kind of became a question of, am I just going to ignore what he's doing around me in in search of something else farther yeah. away? Or am I going to you know, take him up on it and partner with him? Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't pass him up on it. Oh, so, so good. Yeah. yeah, I think with students who are Christians and are on campus, it's like you might want to be a doctor for really great reasons and you have a bunch of people that you're going to impact then. But in the meantime, like if God is actually doing stuff and is bringing his kingdom right now, then you can be a part of that right now too, you know, and um, building friendships is one of those ways that I think, you know, you just say, hey, become aware of what he's doing and partner with him in it. And that probably just means sitting next to someone in class and having a purposeful conversation, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. That's (laughs) so good. (laughs) I was nodding. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, just to piggyback off of Katie Rose's thing about just Bumble and everything and all that is just, it. I think it has looked different making friends. I think just with social media, it's made it a little bit anxious or scary to make some uh, make a new friend. A lot of the times, like especially in, in college or, in, or even in high school or middle school, you're already following them on Instagram. You feel like you know them already, but there's so there's like such a deeper level to getting to know somebody that's found in having a face-to-face interaction with them and building that relationship. I think I just think about like just Jesus and his friends, mm-hmm. you know, like if like the gospels are just written from uh, four different perspectives of his friends, like, like looking at him and his disciples and just like watching mm-hmm. him do his thing, you know? And it's just like, wow. Like, um, I was this one pastor talked about how like Jesus like in the context of like a um like a tabernacle or something in the old days like he had like his like level 3 relationships but then he had like Peter, James and John, you know, like his almost his like level 10s yes. right there. And it just it just paints this picture. He talked about how it just paints this picture of like the different levels of friends that we have but you know, in, in, in like the 21st century, like the world just teaches us that you need to be like a, like no more than level five with everybody. And if you have a whole bunch of level fives, you're rich. Like that's mm-hmm. that's a rich friendship. <laughs> as good but, as it gets. Yeah, it's as good as it gets. And then the kingdom of God teaches us like, yeah, three three friends is great. Ten friends is great. But, you know, what you really want is that level ten. What you really want is that deep relationship where you're sharpening each other and encouraging each other but at the same time challenging each other to yeah. to do those things and that's like a hard that's a hard little like niche to find it's yes it's very hard yes. well and unfortunately i think the church makes it seem like marriage is the only place where that can happen exactly and so exactly. you know you go from hearing oh level five is where it's at to level 10 is what you should be aiming for and there's no in between you know no, so not, it's like no. either i have some friends or i have a girlfriend that's my only friend <laughs> Yeah. Um, and that is challenging. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of what we do in college ministry is try and get people to, to see that there is an in-between. Like yeah. You should have meaningful friendships. And then if you have a spouse, then that's just kind of like Dude, extra. Dude, that's but. literally what God has been teaching me. Like just this first month of being married is like, yeah, Erica can be my, my level 10. 
but you know I, I'm still gonna get a lot of like rich relationship from my other like my best friend like yeah my homie like I'm still gonna get like like some great things after that like it can't just be Erica it has to be a community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's yeah. so so important and and a lot of times I think um just going back to this like we get so caught up and um putting certain agendas in our friendships as well like okay this friend is the only friend that i'm is just going to be the friend where i talk about drama with or this friend is just like my fashion guru friend like where i'm just going to share and we're going to critique things with and then this friend is just this friend because you know he or she just encourages me all the time like she's just a fan and we never truly settle on one thing uh, or like one friend that we can do um i'm not saying be like i'm not saying spread rumors and drama with someone or critique somebody with but like find that friend that um not only can uh handle your encouragements and accept those encouragements but also like accept those times where you really just aren't saying the right things Mm -hmm. you know i think um i think a lot of friendships um especially from what i'm seeing in like high school and middle school is like that friend says one bad thing about you and it's over it's over yeah like it's done. You're canceled. It's over. Mm-hmm. Unfollow. Um, yes. But a lot of the times, like if you see in scripture, like there are f- f- countless friends that were just buttholes to each other. Like Peter and, and Jesus, like denied him three times. Still claimed to be his like day one. Mm-hmm. But like when the going got tough, like he went going, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you just think you just like friends aren't perfect. They're optional. But at the same time, that's what makes them so beautiful is the fact that you could be friends with anybody, but you choose to be friends with that friend. Well, just paints, yeah, it paints the picture back to God and our relationship, right? Mm. How messy we are, and he still says, come with me, I love you, and all of those things. And so we should be Jesus and, you know, have that like-minded relationship with people in our life. Mm. That doesn't mean get trampled all over, but, um, like, pray about it, and you obviously will, will get the answers. Um, the last thing I want to say about encouragement is specifically for me, I feel like um, when I most need encouragement, I can actually get encouragement when I encourage others. Mm-hmm. Like if you've ever um, been kind of down or something and um, I don't know, we get caught up in ourselves so easily, mm. but I think we can break down that wall whenever we literally put our focus on someone else. And so if I send out like, what I, I'm not the best at, but one practice that I do is like at the start of every week, I'll just write down like people's names on my heart. Um, so I'll pray over them or write them like just a note, like y'all people go crazy over some handwritten mm-hmm. letters, like sending a, <laughs> putting a stamp on something. People are like, oh my gosh, can't believe you They'll went out of your forever. way. Yeah. And so I do that and not like, I'm not being selfish about it. Obviously God put that person on my heart. But I know that there's also a return that's coming back. Like, I feel encouraged knowing that this person's going to be blessed Mm -hmm. because of it. And so, you know, if you guys are, anyone that's listening, if you're feeling down or you feel like you need encouragement, I think that you should give encouragement and you'll receive it Mm. soon. Yeah, that's a really good, that's a really good practical step for this week. I love that. We'll make it the official practical step of the week. There we go. Here's the stamp of approval. (laughs) Boom. Stamps are 49. How much? Yeah, like 25 to 50. Yeah. You can get like a pack of 20 for like 11 bucks or something. Yeah, ish. If you go online, you get I'm not a math major, so 
Don't quote me on that. <laughs> anyway, stamps are cheap. <laughs> Encouragement is cheap, y'all. You can mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's great. That's so great. Yeah. <laughs> Write letters. <laughs> yes. No, yeah, it's a good point. I just think it, it reminds people of that verse of Philippians 4, of like whatever is good and noble and trustworthy and mm. like think about these things. And when we encourage people, like it typically is highlighting those parts of life, yeah. Um, which, you know, I think oftentimes are overlooked. Like I said earlier, I have a harder time thinking of those things because my brain just naturally goes to like, what's wrong? Like mm. what is not going well? And, and so it's harder for me to encourage people actually, because I can't think of things that are great. But when I do sit down and think about those things, it's like the floodgates open and I'm like, oh my gosh, mm. there's so much. And I think that that is God giving me a gift of like, Hey, this is reality. Like mm-hmm. reality is there's a lot of really, really good stuff in people and in your friendships and around you. And and it's good for us to become aware of that more consistently. Amen. Amen. Well, Pedro, uh, thank you so much for joining us again today. Yeah. Thanks for having we me. We had a blast. This is awesome. We yeah. need to do tripods more often. Tripod. Tripod. <laughs> uh, can you tell our listeners, uh, we're going to put it in the show notes, but can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yeah, so we are going to be tackling social media more now than ever. Um, so you can find us on Instagram or on Facebook. Our thing is just, or our handle, I think, is what those are called, is just call and focus. Um, and like I said, our website's anyfocus.org. Sweet. And Katie Rose, where can people find us? All right. You can find us on all <laughs> the socials. On Facebook, just type in Reclamation Church. Instagram is at re.churchplano. And I think that's all of our socials. Obviously, listen to the podcast. We want to hear from you. We have a new email address, right? Yeah, we just got it today. I wrote it down so I wouldn't mess it up. It is podcast at re.church. So send us any questions you have or what you would like to hear from us or who you liked better today, John, Katie, Rose, (laughs) or Pedro. I always love reading those. Yeah, all of the things. (laughs) Also, uh... Yeah, like I love that. Yeah, if you if you want to go back and listen to the, the sermons this past week, and if you have any questions on that or the, any questions on our service uh, this Sunday, live at 10.30 a.m. via Facebook or our website, re.church, shameless plug, um, you can just like send us those and we'll talk about it in our next discussions episode. It's going to be super sweet. And maybe you can be featured as the next tripod. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And you can also nominate a teacher on our website, re.church, yes. because we're going to be doing a giveaway for our, not only the winner of the teacher, that not only the winning teacher, but also the nominee gets a prize as well. And that's an re. Wow. Church mask. A mask. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to us. We'll see you on Sunday if you're going to tune in live with us at 1030 a.m. Via, via our Facebook page or our website, re.church. In that case... If not, we will see you on Monday for our sermon series as we continue our series, Keep Your Chin Up. I'm John Bernal. And I'm Katie Rose. And I'm Pedro. And uh, we'll see you guys on, uh, yeah, whenever you uh, decide to uh, listen in or whatever. (laughs) Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye.